Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. To put it best, I'm going to quote Lizzo. It's about damn time. Welcome back. Mullen Hart, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday, it is about time. That it's here, finally. It's, it'll be here in a couple days, and Westwood One will bring you the big game live, no matter where you are. Listen as the Eagles battle the Chiefs. Super Bowl 57 live from Glendale, Arizona. Coverage starts at 1 p.m. Sunday right here with kickoff at 5.30. Download the Odyssey app today and listen to Super Bowl 57. All right, so we talked earlier about the matchups we think are going to be the most impactful. We made our picks you surprised me a bit. I thought you were leaning Eagles. Made me feel better about my pick, 31-27, Eagles over Chiefs. I just think the pass rush is going to be too fierce for the Chiefs offensive line, even though it's healthier, even though it is whole, even though Patrick Mahomes looks like he's not going to be limited too much by that ankle. I think this game is going to turn because of the Eagles' pass rush and their defensive front, and Hassan Riddick will be the game MVP. I thought you would be nodding in agreement but you surprised me, Kansas City Dan, by going all Chiefs. I don't disagree with anything that you said. I just pivoted because of Patrick Mahomes. The, the dude's a magician. He's a fearless cutthroat competitor in the biggest moments of games. And on the final game of the season, I think he's going to take it into his own hands. You look at what he has an opportunity to do with one victory on Sunday. He'll be six seasons in and five seasons in as a starter and he will have two MVP trophies and two rings. I mean, it's crazy. I remember watching that initial AFC Championship game against Brady and the Patriots, and you know the game goes into overtime, and he was fearless, right? And there was just this, this sense like, okay, this isn't too big for this kid. He's got an opportunity here to do something, and you thought, okay, this is going to be Brady Mahomes for a long time to come. Well, a lot of things shook, shook loose that didn't make that a reality, but Patrick Mahomes is still young, David. I mean, you talk about the opportunity to have two rings and two MVP awards. He's got 18 more years after in him. five starters. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, he's at least probably got, you know, realistically nine, you know. And, and he has been injured at times. You know, we have seen him compromise. Doesn't seem to bother him. Doesn't seem to knock him out for long stretches. He bounces back. You know, not, not to make light of his ankle situation going into Super Bowl Sunday, but the point's well taken. A lot of guys with that level of sprain, you just don't know, number one, how quickly they would respond to being back on the field, and secondly, how well they would play once they're there. So 
this is something that on the Take the North podcast last week that I got into with Herb Howard, and it's the idea that I've said that in my lifetime, there have been four people in sports that I identify as competitive psychopaths, guys who want to win at all costs and will do everything they can to make sure at the end of the day they are victorious. It's Jordan, it's Tiger, it's Brady, and it's Kobe. Patrick Mahomes hasn't cracked that list yet, but I think he's underrated in terms of what he has inside of him that gives him that clutch mentality in a way that doesn't allow him to accept things. I think Mahomes is so gregarious. He's got such a, a cartoonish voice, which Shane obviously does very well on the afternoon show with the impersonation. Actually, this week it sounded like Mahomes imitating Shane imitating Mahomes. <laughs> right? And, and, and so you, you tend to not see him as cold-blooded because of, of how affable he is, because of his demeanor. But he's got that, man. He's cold-blooded. And like I said, one of the reasons I flipped on this was looking back, we're watching it right now on the TV above us, the, 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 the victory over the 49ers in the Super Bowl, where the 49ers had the Chiefs buried, and there were nine minutes to play, and they've got a double-digit lead. And you're like, well, so much for that season ending in, in uh, you know, glory for the Chiefs. And then Patrick Mahomes happened, and they walked out of there with a double-digit victory, and the legacy kept building. And look, like how many times this year did we watch, David, a game on, on primetime, on Sunday night, where the Chiefs were behind, and they got the ball, and you're just like... You I know knew, you knew the result. The, you knew the result. You knew that there was this expectation that the best case scenario would be something that he could deliver. I, I always every said, degree of confidence, and I think that's that's a good point and why it is hard to pick against the Chiefs. But I just feel like this is a defense that the likes of which they have not seen yet. I relate this to growing up as a, a sports fan in this city, and you had two very different experiences. As a Cubs fan, you were always sort of sitting there biting your nails, going what's going to go wrong? You know, we're right on the verge. What's going to go wrong? And then you had the Bulls experience where you were just like, no matter how stressful it got, you're just like, MJ's got this. Right. MJ's got this. And that's how they feel in Kansas City that's now. That's why it's kids like, are growing up in Kansas City feeling right. that way about Patrick right. Mahomes. Right, like he's got this. We don't, we don't even need to worry because he's going to figure it out and he's going to pull some magic out and they're going to win. On the other side of the line of scrimmage will be Jalen Hurts. And I think his evolution and ascension into legitimate – MVP caliber quarterback this year has been something that has been so much fun to watch. You've got so much respect for the way that he has done it. Now, certainly they have surrounded him with the right weaponry. They went out and got A.J. Brown. The offensive line is the best in the league, and it's intact. And certainly they play complementary football because of that defense. Yes. And Nick Sirianni has found a way to make it all come together. Jalen Hurts is somebody that here in Chicago, through the prism of, of, of the Bears, the way that we look at things, has taken the kind of leap that everybody wants to see Justin Fields make next year. We saw Justin Fields, you know, working radio row yesterday, talking about the need to improve. In your mind, as as critical and as objective as you have been about Justin Fields, what is realistic in terms of expecting Justin Fields to be able to make that same kind of quantum leap to where Jalen Hurts is in year three. There's two parts to this discussion. The first part is what I've been emphatic in saying really since the middle of the season. I think Justin Fields is a more electric, more dynamic athlete. I think he is a better runner, faster, more physical, stronger than Jalen Hurts. I think he has more arm talent than Jalen Hurts. I think he has the potential physically to be head and shoulders above Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got MVP votes, mm-hmm. you know, this year. We can get into the fifth-place vote that Justin Fields got from one voter somewhere along the line. So 
you see this potential that Justin Fields has. What he needs to adopt from Jalen Hurts' game is the ability to make, in his own words, right, the simple, simple. Make the easy plays. Make sure that everything doesn't have to be difficult. And the more you can accumulate good decisions and easy plays and simple gains, the more the production will compound. Jalen Hurts has been a master at that this year because of things you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned complimentary football. You mentioned trusting proven playmaking receivers that Justin doesn't have yet. You mentioned an offensive line that keeps him safe and comfortable. My question to you would be this. Everyone wants to say once Justin gets his version of A.J. Brown, once Justin gets his version of the Eagles offensive line, once Justin gets a defense that keeps him in games, he'll be great. Well, what if you don't check all three of those boxes? What if you only check one of those three boxes? Now you have more demands on your quarterback I, to elevate everything around him. Can he him. do it? And can, can he do it? Can and that's he the question, it? given, given what's out there. It's a fair question because of what we have seen in terms of him being an overall complete quarterback. But he has shown in glimpses of, of being special that you think the answer is you're nodding your head in agreement. Yes, you want to agree with that because of what you have seen in, in small sample sizes and what you have seen in, in small glimpses. But you'd like to see it all come together in a way – that is more convincing, which is why on Thursday after the show, I had an opportunity to catch up with our guy, Michael Lombardi, who mm-hmm. now works for VEASAN, respected, longtime former NFL executive, friend of the show, certainly. And I asked Michael Lombardi this, how realistic was it for Justin Fields to make the same kind of leap that Jalen Hurts took? Yeah, I think it is realistic. He's got to improve his accuracy, just like Hurts had to improve. I mean, Hurts is still not a great dropback passer. I mean, let's make no bones about it. Hurts is not a great doesn't show great anticipatory ability to make throws in a drop-back pass game, but yet he's a unique athlete who works hard. He has great leadership skills. He's the first one in the building. He's the last one to leave, and they've built a team around him. They've built a team around a run game that highlights him in the run game, and they've given him receivers that can make plays after the catch and block, and that's important. All their receivers on Philadelphia will block to allow their run game to have success, so I think that's the model that Philadelphia that Philadelphia has given the Bears. That's the one they have to follow through with. But remember, when Hurst went to Philly, that offensive line was pretty good. They had Lane Johnson. They had they had the left tackle. You know, they had the left guard. They had players already in place in the offensive front. So they started at a further point than where the Bears are. David, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and that's why I think it's a huge ask to expect Ryan Poles to go get a carbon copy of the support that Jalen Hurts has in Philadelphia. Did you see the stat? I think it was on NFL Network yesterday. They even had a graphic accompanying it, I think. You look at the Eagles' offensive starters. The only one that came via trade, A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. The other 10 of the 11 starters, draft picks. Developed. Draft Draft picks that they developed. That's how you win in the National Football League. That's how you get what the Eagles have. You draft intelligently, and you stockpile talent with picks that you are can afford because they're not guys you have to overpay for in free agency or via trade. You and I joked on the podcast earlier in the week that somebody has to go out and accumulate a montage of players that have been photoshopped into Bears uniforms. <laughs> and then we're going to revisit it in, in October and, and see, was the hit rate one for 75? Was it three for 86? What was it, right? Because there's these dreams of all these guys that you're going to get from other teams that are going to be the, the, you know, the catalyst and the engines of your turnaround. To your point, the way you build a sustainable football 
successful franchise is to draft and develop successfully and compile that talent and compile that talent and compile that talent. And the only way you can do that, or maybe the best way you can do that, is to stockpile draft picks, which brings me back to my conversation with Lombardi. So, obviously, this is the offseason where the Bears have more cap space than anybody, where the Bears have the number one overall pick. And because of how, how much it varies season to season, what that number one overall pick is worth, I asked Mike Lombardi, somebody who has been in that position before, just exactly what that number one pick overall this season is worth. You know, I think that's a great question. I'm not sure that, that there's a quarterback that everybody covets. I know there's a quarterback that the mock draft people covet, and they think Bryce Young is going to be the first overall pick, and he's got tremendous value. But Bryce Young's 185 pounds, and he's under six feet tall. I don't know if that's going to be the, the sensation that's created. I think that's a little bit. I think that's a little bit harder. I think teams could easily say, "Look, I'll just take C.J. Stroud as opposed to Bryce Young and not give up any assets." I think that's going to be the tough one to navigate for uh, for Ryan Poles is because is there a guy that's in high demand, and how far lower do I go and still create and get a blue chip player at a blue chip position? That's the question you got to answer yourself. Where do I go? to where I just get average players and I get and I don't get the great star that I need to help my team. And I, I just don't think there's going to be, to me, based on the quarterbacks that I've watched in this year's draft, I don't think there's going to be this sense of, oh, my God, i got to trade up to get that guy. Because I think if you talk to people around the league, everybody's quarterback board's way different. And the media has Bryce Young as the number one guy, but I'm not sure pro teams do. Interesting. Look, like I've said for a while that you have to make sure if you are a team that is out there trying to address your quarterback position through the draft that you don't convince yourself that you have to choose one and one only. Of all the mistakes that the Bears made, of all the mistakes that Ryan Pace made in 2017 leading up to the the selection of Mitch Trubisky, it was the idea that they could not bear the thought of one of the teams above them, the Browns or 49ers, selecting Mitch Trubisky so what they and them do, having to settle for Mahomes or Watson. They overreacted. You need to find your Ryan Pace. You do, right. You like need you, to find your you guy that's so convicted on getting to Bryce the top Young. of the draft to get Bryce Young to have a general manager that inexperienced, that naive, that eager, over-eager to make a deal that he will regret. You need to find that guy. And, and you will. You will, yeah, because, because the league shows it over room. and over. Every, every year the draft shows us that that, that that position creates a level of urgency and desperation that is um, dangerous, really, to, 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 to a large extent. And so you'll get something. You're going to get something back. Now, the other point that Michael Lombardi made right there that I think is valid is you have to understand inside the Bears draft room, you have to know where, where your line is on blue chip guys, right? And so you have to know how far you're willing to trade back and still get a guy because the guy you select. That's a key point. The the the, the gift basket of picks that you get back yep. means nothing if the guy you select as the headliner of your 2023 draft class isn't playing for you in 2029, right? Like this has to be a guy that's in a second contract. He's and got a to standout. know the shortcut to Arlington Heights. Correct. Great point, right? Like, and so that's got to be your, your benchmark on not just, hey, we got picks and we're going to use them. You have to be able to walk away from this with a player that you know is going to be a difference maker for you in seven years. That's a great point. It's an ongoing conversation. We're going to have it here on the score and also on the Take the North podcast, shameless plug. We drop later today. We'll have that all season, off season long. All right, to close the loop on this uh, Super Bowl topic this week or Super Bowl week in Arizona. Last night, bad news. Devin Hester did not get in to the Hall of Fame class, which I think 
maybe, as you explained earlier, there was an expectation or maybe you were ready for that news. A lot of people had hoped it would happen this year. Here's what I didn't expect, Dan. We're getting news and information this morning from the Talk of Fame Network. Rick Gosselin is part of, and this is the information that he uh, reported on Devin Hester. It's a short paragraph saying that Hester actually was not a top 10 finisher in 2022, his first year of eligibility. And one one year, oh, he was, I'm sorry. He was a top 10 last year. Yes, not this year. But not this year. He did not make the cut from 15 to 10, which as it pointed out here, not a good sign. He barely edged the board of selectors as the biggest surprise selectors met by Zoom in January for the third straight year and kept that a secret. There were 49 selectors, and Devin Hester was not in the top 10, so he wasn't even as close as many people in Chicago thought that he was or maybe assumed that he was to getting in this year. And yet, the final piece of the puzzle to getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is to have the committee of 49 selectors. 80% of them have to approve you on a yes or no vote. And the consensus among people I talk to on the committee is that if you took that yes or no vote today, that Devin would pass, that he would get the 80% approval rate from those 49 selectors to get through. And so now what does that tell you? That doesn't make any sense. It goes back to the question that Dustin asked at the start. Is the process convoluted? Is it too complicated? And the answer to that is probably yes. It's it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame's checklist of of what it takes to get through. And look, like like I wrote this in in the analysis piece I wrote at ChicagoTribune.com last night and then for this morning – Richard Dent was a Hall of Fame finalist seven times before he got his his pass into Canton. Jimbo Covert, the most recent bear to go in, had to get a special class in the 100th year anniversary to get in 28 years after he had stopped playing. Uh, Ditka had to wait 16 years. There's a lot of weight. Those are great examples. I hope that both of those guys, if they haven't already, reach out to Devin Hester and make him feel a little bit better about a process that makes no sense. Because, Dan, what you just described is – he, he's not good enough to make the cut from 15 to 10, but he likely would be good enough to get on enough ballots to get in if he were in the final group of being voted on. So you got you to gotta get momentum oh. created, right? You got to get momentum created at some point to get it through. Now, I'll say this about the, the, the process as well. Dan Pompey, as respected as anybody on that 49-member committee, is mm-hmm. the guy who presents Devin's case. Yep. And so he's got one of the greatest voices in the sport presenting his case year after year after year and creating the momentum that Devin's going to need. Dan shares a sentiment of a lot of people on that committee that this is a when-not-if proposition, that Devin is going to have a gold jacket and a bust, and everything is going to be great in the long run. That doesn't help Bears fans. It certainly doesn't help Devin, who was sore last year when he was left off, uh, uh, you know, not a first belt. belt Worse. How do you think he feels now? Worse. Definitely worse and probably more anxious. I think he understands from talking to him uh, several times that, that, this is a when, not if, but tell that to anybody, right? Like, oh, you'll get your chance. Okay, well, show it to me. So I, I get the frustration. The process is a little bit overly complex, in my opinion. And, you know, two other guys that I quoted in my piece this morning from various interviews I've done over time, Tony Dungy, who's partially responsible for Devin's most iconic moment <laughs> thank right? You, thank you, in coach. the Super Bowl, yeah. says unequivocally, Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer. He's on the committee. Bill Polian is on the committee said when I talked to him last year after he helped the Bears hire Ryan Poles, he said, Devin Hester is no doubt a Hall of Famer. He produced wow moments all the time. Every single week you watched him play, you said wow. So that sentiment is there. There just has to come a year 
where the list of finalists, the 15 guys, is wide open enough and there's enough momentum for Devin to get him through to that five and then the bouncer pulls back the velvet rope and you're in the most prestigious fraternity that football has to offer. He's Dan Weeder from the Chicago Tribune. We have gotten his Super Bowl insight this week and we've gotten others. We will have put them together in a nice little compilation. Brandon Fryer uh, will play for us when we get back on Super Bowl predictions, insight, and what is going to happen in Super Bowl 57. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mullen and Haw got you ready for Chiefs-Eagles with experts analysis from former Bears head coach. Dave Wanstead. I'm taking Philadelphia because I think with the four-man rush, I, I would play a shell coverage and I would work on plastering from the homes moving around. Bears radio analyst in 85 Bear, Tom Thayer. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. I've never shied away from that. I think they're going to be Kansas City outright, and I think that a lot of it will be because of the Philly defensive line. NFL Network reporter, Stacey Dales. If Patrick Mahomes beats this team, I will believe he's going to go down in history as legendary because this defense is phenomenal. NFL insider Mike Florio. I feel like that's going to be the biggest thing for Sirianni to overcome. And on that institutional experience of fighting through really significant adversity this season. NFL analyst for the NFL Network in Fox Sports, Brian Baldinger. The Eagles, they're just built really, really well in the trenches. And I think that would be the difference on Sunday. Former NFL executive and analyst Michael Lombardi. I think the Eagles win. It'll be a close game because I think they'll win the fourth quarter. Bet MGM Hawks great Chris Chelios. I'm leaning Kansas City just because of the experience in Mahomes and just him and Kelsey kind of remind me of Gronkowski and Brady, that combination that just whenever they need a big play, these guys come up with it. Should be a great game, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with KC. Nick Costas. Now, my, my take on how the game is going to play out will be Philly uses his advantage in the trenches on both sides of the ball to build an early lead. So that's what I feel good about. It's Philly building the lead, and then I think Mahomes and the Chiefs will come back in the second half, like the singular greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Now, is it enough for Kansas City to win the game and cover, like, the game bet? Maybe, maybe not. Former NFL player and two-time Super Bowl champion Howard Griffin. It all starts up front. It starts at the line of scrimmage. If you can control the line of scrimmage, that's going to set you apart because no matter what, you can have all the skill sets that Patrick Mahomes has, but you have to be able to protect him. you got to keep him upright. Two-time Super Bowl champion and wide receiver, Brandon Stokely. I think Philly's the healthier football team, the more complete football team. They can beat you through the air. They can beat you on the ground. And they can just whip you up front defensively and offensively. So, I like the Eagles. Elliott Shore Park of WIP in Philadelphia. The Chiefs offensive line is very good. Their tackles are the weak part of their line. And if Reddick plays like he's been playing, I think that if it's not Jalen, because I know they love to give it to the quarterback, there's a really good chance it'll be Hassan Reddick. Alex Gold of 610 Sports in Kansas City. Seeing the 49ers run out of quarterbacks and then the week before taking on a divisional opponent in the Giants who you know, were expected to be, well, a seven-win, six-win football team. Probably will feel like 
here in Kansas City, at least, that the Chiefs are, are far more battle-tested than Philly. Chicago Tribune Bears beat reporter Brad Biggs. I picked the Eagles to win this game. I think they've got clearly a deeper defensive line, better collection of skill position talent, and a better secondary. Joe Fortenbaugh. Will Jalen Hurts be able to access the middle of the field? Two years ago, that's what made him an average quarterback. He could not throw the ball over the middle of the field with consistency. So they went out and they got A.J. Brown. He's one of the best in the business at going over the middle. It changed the entire dynamic of the Eagles' offense. If the Chiefs can take away the middle of the field, like the Niners did, it's going to be problems for Hurts. So smaller bets on these two, but we're going to play the Chiefs plus the two, and we're also going to play the over at 51. There's Tribune beat reporter Dan Weeder. Mahomes is underrated for the competitive killer streak he has within, with inside himself. And that's going to show itself on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Chiefs, they win it. Patrick Mahomes gets another ring. Who will win between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Mullion Haw and your reaction on 670 The Score. Mullion Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We have to add one more prediction to that list. He is not here. He is off this week enjoying a well-earned vacation. Mike Mulligan. Mully picked the Chiefs over the Eagles, but he did it in September. So that's impressive. I disagree with his pick because I have picked the Eagles, but Mully called this Super Bowl on September 8th, and we have only been reminded of it the last two weeks at least 17 times. God bless him. I, listen, like we've, we've talked before, when you have an opportunity to pat yourself on the back and toot your own horn, you take it. You, and you do it, and you do it, and you do it over and over again. So you, we heard pick the Chiefs, Kansas City Dan, in uh, here didn't bring the barbecue sauce, but he's all in on all things Kansas City. I'm surprised by that pick, but I picked the Eagles. Bears repeating 31-27, MVP Hassan Reddick. And you have Mahomes as the MVP. Boy, you're going out on a limb there. Look, I, I, this is what happens. This is what happens in the, the biggest games uh, and the biggest moments. And look, like I, I, I get the the Kansas City Dan nickname. I, I, I don't love it, but it's better than Danny Downer, and and you can't make any any memes of it. And so I, I wasn't so going to say Danny Downer I, I, today. So I'm upgrading. You've been right? actually like pretty I'm, upbeat this morning. I, I'm, I'm always upbeat. Always I'm upbeat. always upbeat. I'm just attached to reality. You're fresh off that it, California vacation. It bothers some people when I stay too attached to reality, and they want to dream bigger dreams. So Objectivity is is something that isn't always readily accepted in sports I, talk radio or. Sports cities. I appreciate a good buzz as much as the next guy. I'm just not into hallucinogens, and so like when 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 that happens, I, I tend to push back a little bit. So That's wait, all. did you went to California last weekend on vacation? But I did. You, it was without not, the kids too, by the way. That's an awesome trip. <laughs> uh, love your kids, but I know what you Me mean. Me too. You know, but it, it did not involve four days in, in isolated darkness, did it? This was more of a conventional vacation. How have asking. we not gotten to that yet? I mean, my goodness, like four days with, with just a slot. Like, I, like my son, actually, we're watching NFL Honors last night, and they made a joke about it. I think Kelly Clarkson made a joke about Aaron Rodgers in the darkness, and he's like, what are they talking about? So I'm explaining this, and he's like, is there anything in the room? I was like, oh, I think there's a toilet, and then there's a slot for them to drop food in. And That's it? And he's looking at me like – what in the hell are we talking about here? And I'm like, hey, man, that's that's Aaron Rodgers, and, and he's going to find himself again in these four days, and he's going to figure out uh, whether he wants to be a Packer, a Raider, or a retired Jeopardy host he's wannabe. He's back. He's not going to be a, a Jeopardy host wannabe. He may want to host that show, but it's not going to be next year. He's coming back. There's too many 
financial reasons for him to come back. We may have to devote a segment on the Take the North podcast later this morning to me just spitballing and trying out more of the Rodgers impersonation and 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 working I'm all through, for that. It's pretty working good. through this. Uh, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> this this whole this whole scene of of the darkness and the room and and whatever I like I just can't I can't fathom it. And, and after it's, four days in the dark, you would come out as Danny Downer, though. You never know. I might uh, find myself and uh, come out as the most positive person ever. I might be predicting two, three Bears Super Bowls over the next half decade. And, you know, you just have to open your mind, be non-judgmental, and you never know what you might learn. Kansas City Dan as Aaron Rodgers, I like it. It's been a lot of fun today. <laughs> and you know what? Transition with Dan and Lawrence is next. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.